Well, as I said, today is All Saints Sunday. All Saints Day is November 1st, but especially in Protestant churches, we recognize the, the special day of recognition of our beloved dead who have died in Christ on the first Sunday after November 1st. And this is not only a day when we acknowledge those who have gone on ahead of us into the presence of Christ, but also all those of you who are still here, who are still part of the body, who continue to proceed in the Christian life and faith. And this day is, above all days perhaps, when we experience what the hope of the Christian faith is all about. Because that hope extends beyond death. It is the hope that we and all people so desperately need. But the fact is that most people in the world today don't have hope for what comes after death. Paul, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, acknowledges this when he writes, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. In the first century, when Paul was writing these words, the people in the first century had an especial horror of death because of the unpredictability of it and the finality of it. We know that because of some of the engravings on tombstones and various other things from the first century. But that's not just something that happened in the first century. I believe that there is in every single person something that knows that this life is not all there is. That there should be something more. Something more permanent, something more satisfying, simply something more beyond this. Neil Diamond had a song called Done Too Soon, which you may remember. He starts out with this very rapid litany of all these different names of people in history. Jesus Christ, Fanny Bryce, Rene Descartes, Humphrey Bogart, and on and on. And then after this really rapid list of names, he slows down and says, and everyone there has one thing shared. They have sweated beneath the same sun. They have looked up in wonder at the same moon. And they have wept when it was all done for being done too soon. Death comes too soon because so many people have a sense there ought to be something more than that. Every person I believe knows in their heart of hearts there is something more satisfying than what we experience between cradle and grave. Something in us says it is not all done, it is not all fulfilled even when we reach the point of death. And this idea that there's something else that needs to be satisfied in us, C.S. Lewis very wisely said, if nothing in this world can truly satisfy us, perhaps it is because we were made for a different world. Not only is this life not all there is, it is not the most important part of what our life, our existence is supposed to be. For those who don't know what to expect after death, those who experience a lack of fulfillment in the years that they have in this lifetime, they find themselves more and more as they approach the point of death simply fearing what they do not understand about what comes after. I believe that's why so many people make so much of an effort to try to look like they are not yet approaching death. We do so much to make ourselves look younger, to make ourselves look like we haven't lost our hair, which is, to me, the epitome of lack of wisdom, but <laughs> we try to pretend that we are not getting further along in life, which means closer to the point of death. The human 
obsession with spiritism, with calling back the dead, communicating with those who have gone on before, of wanting to hear the stories of those who had a temporary death experience. All of that, I believe, is manifestation of the fact that we are fearful, we are uncertain. We do not want to approach death because we do not know what's on the other side. At least most people don't know what's on the other side. But fortunately, those of us who are in Christ know exactly what is to come, or at least enough of what is to come. We know that we have the hope of the resurrection. And so we have no fear because we know there is more yet to come. My wife Carolyn, who has been involved in marketing for most of her adult life as a writer, and also as a Christian who believes in the afterlife, she has given me strict instructions that if she dies before I do, her, her tombstone is to read, but wait, there's more. There is more, and we have that assurance. We have the assurance of the resurrection for ourselves and for all of those we love who have died in Christ before us or who will die in Christ after us. It is not a mystery for us what comes after our bodies stop working. Our souls will live on and eventually our bodies will be resurrected as well. Christianity is the only religion that believes not only in a spiritual resurrection, but in a physical resurrection. We don't understand all of that. As the Apostle John writes, we do not know what we will be except we know that we will be like Him. That is Jesus, who was physically resurrected and is at the right hand of the Father. I mentioned earlier that the passage I started the service with from Hebrews 11, it continues into chapter 12. And I want us to look at two of those verses here now. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses going all the way back to Father Abraham and all the others that are listed in Hebrews 11 and all of our brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and friends who have gone on before us in the Lord. They are witnesses to this. Whenever I read this passage, I can't help but think, I was a big fan of The X-Files, the TV show. And whenever they had a scene of the main character uh, in his office in the basement of the FBI building, behind him on the wall there was always a poster. It was a, it was a, um, a picture of a flying saucer. And the caption was, We are not alone. Well, it has nothing to do with flying saucers, but as Christians we know we are not alone. There is a great cloud of witnesses of those who have gone before us. Our response as we wait in faith and hope, as we are told in the book of Hebrews, is that we should, in hope and in expectation, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that entangles. We should run the race that is given to us in our lives as long as God intends for us to stay here in this place before we pass over into the presence of the Lord. And a race, which is what this is defined as, is not something you just go out casually and take on. You need to prepare for it. You need to train for it. You need to expect that there are going to be times when it gets very difficult. You are going to expect it to wear you out. 
when you run a race. All of these are characteristic of what we are called upon to experience in our Christian lives now in preparation for, in anticipation of our final day when we will meet the Lord face to face. And until that day that we are called to be with Jesus and the saints who have preceded us and who even now are alive in Christ and bearing witness to our lives, the great cloud of witnesses, this is what we are instructed to be and to do. That we do not fear, we do not trouble ourselves with what is coming because God has told us what is coming. And we can approach it with enthusiasm and energy to run the race before us, knowing that there is already a great cloud of our brothers and sisters who have gone before. And today we acknowledge their presence. Amen. Because we have not done an All Saints Day recognition in the past, I want right now to read a list of those saints of the Lord that have been part of our Lakeside Presbyterian Church since our inception and who have gone on and are awaiting us in the presence of the Lord. This list of names, which I will now read, are those that we look forward to seeing again someday. LaDonna Centeno, Angie Connell, Grace Contradas, who left us very recently, Rick Kolashaw, Donna Dean, Barbara D, Shirley D, Kathy Dusky, Susan English, Dick Gerlach, Petey Gerlach, Glenn Gordon, Ed Lusk, Clay McBride, Jerry McCracken, Claudine Mascalier, Rosie Mogseth, Lorna Morse, Tom Morse, Dave Netherton, Annette Pell, Brenda Rakusen, Bill Ross, Wayne Schufel, Jim Scott, George Shriver, Arturo Smith, Tom Stevenson, Becky Stevenson, and Wayne Vincent. These are our brothers and sisters who have been part of the church, some of them before I was even involved here. And so I never had an opportunity to meet them when they were with our church, but I will have an opportunity to meet them someday. And now I want to ask if any of you have a family member, a loved one who has gone to be with the Lord in this past year and whom you look forward to seeing again, I invite you to stand where you are and simply say their name and then take your seat again. Are there any that you wish to recognize? If you stand up, just keep your seat and, you know, sort of in order. That's, uh, keep, your, keep standing, that's fine. Go ahead. Carla? Okay. All right. All right. Anyone else? We in all the world have the assurance that we have not truly lost our loved ones. We are only separated from them for a time, and we will see them again. And today we celebrate that great fact. 